This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Cry Underscore Wolf. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the nautical, cataclysmic, gigolo-centric, completely watershed moment, avalanche of terror and sweetness, Baphomet's sidekick himself, Justin Waddell. How's it going? Oh, man. It is going all right. I saw you last night and That's live right. in person. That's right. We did it. Mm-hmm. We did it. Yeah. It was nice seeing you. Um, did you get your Christmas shopping done? When's that? You didn't let me finish for me. Did you get your Christmas shopping done for me? When's that? When's Christmas? <laughs> I think it's on the 25th this year. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? What did you ask for? I didn't ask for anything. I asked for a, a, a better immigration policy, I think. Mm. Yeah. That and mud flaps from a truck. <laughs> What's going on Santa-wise around your house? When, when do the kids, are they, you still got a believers no, in there? No, 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 no. Still got some believers? No, they hate him. Yeah. They know. They know the score. They know that he's fucking super hot. But we still go to the mall Santa uh, just for me, you know, because I need to I need to I need to grind. I need to grind a little. Uh, my aunt threw me a left curve tonight. I ate dinner with her and she revealed to me that her, one, one of her uh, top 10 films of all time is Michael starring John Travolta. <laughs> she says she watches it all the time. I think I know there's a dog death. I never, I've never seen it. I don't think I know Andy McDowell's in it and John uh, William Hurt. Saw it in the theater. Of course you did. Robert Pastorelli in this. Gone. And um, yeah, that because she, you know, she sees a lot of the um, episode one ninety nine. Well, she'll be thrilled because she was trying to get me to watch it and I couldn't keep a straight face. And she's like, "What? Don't you like it? What? What's the? What's your? She she's goes, like, a wonderful film. She's a, don't you like her? I used I got the DVD free with my DVD player back in the day. I used to hide it around my house, the the DVD, to surprise my wife with it. So I put it in the refrigerator in right. the medicine cabinet because it has a member has a big John John Travolta face on the cover with with big hair. If I remember right, like mm-hmm. big big nineties hair. Plays an angel. Let me zoom in. He plays an angel in that. The angel Michael. Does he does he fly in that? Does he ever? Does he, I know he has wings, right? On the is cover, he, is he barefoot in this fucking bitch? Oh, you know it. He's got to be. Let me tapity tip tap top into my browser and the wiki feet. Let me check. <laughs> yeah, they got all. They got a few dozen pages on Michael. Pages of shots. I've got a sneaking feet. suspicion he's barefoot in this ditch. <laughs> Google is John Travolta barefoot and Michael. I know because that may be the name of his massage parlor buddy 
and that could lead me down a amazing rabbit hole of video. My aunt threw me for a loop tonight. I put down my fork. I couldn't continue eating at that revelation. Recently watched Power of the Dog with her, though, and we, we both agreed that was good. Anyway, how about you? What's going on? It's like the opposite of Michael. Yeah, there's a dog referenced. Yeah, but the dog runs out of power in Michael. You know, I actually moved my my uh, shaving kit out of my suitcase uh, upstairs where it belongs uh, in an act of rebirth. Shaving kit, eh? You blew the dust off of it, huh? And put it somewhere else? Does it, is the zipper rusted from it never being opened? <laughs> <laughs> what are you shaving? Uh, a shaving kit. That's where you keep all of your cosmetics. What do they call that? It's not just this. It's like, a, what do they call that? I used to know the name. Not just a shaving Toi- kit. Toiletries? What is it? I'll think of it. I used to know Nick. I used to know names. For Valise? <laughs> Navidad? No, I mean, I call it a shaving kit because that's, I think that's what they called it at the store I bought it at. Right, right. We used to call it something else is what I'm saying. It's I'm a not huge remembering zoom. it. It's a super I know. Zoom. Well, let me, let's put it on pause. Let me think. Anyway, I wanted to ask you, you put this movie up as a possibility for us to do. And I said, yes, let's do this one. And it sounds like you have some regrets about texting me this one and then me picking it. Whenever I send you like a list of options, there's always one I pray you don't choose. And you always choose that one literally every single time. You only gave me two choices, this and The Godfather. So (laughs) I gave you nine, I believe. You did. I saw this was up to the top and I stopped reading when I saw it. 2005's own Cry Wolf. Anyway. All right. Well, if you want to get into it, let's get no, let's get right into it, man. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's the movie microscope. It's a show where we zoom in. We walk in with smoking eyes and wear the scarlet clothes of the Pimpernel. We escape. We scrape. Clean the wheat field. We punish the purple priest. <laughs> we wither away yeah. above above and below decks. We stand tall against the whippoorwill. These are all like euphemisms for masturbation. Is that what you're doing in this one? We smile out. We get fucked. We lay down, we get grumpy, we roll in each other's hay, stare at the skies with the eyes of the mize, and then we uh, just, you know, see what makes or breaks, share with the likes of the listeners, if we're talking about furry vengeance. We took out to see where all of the animals, and I mean all the animals, realize Brennan Fraser's amongst them and decide to group eat them. <laughs> Talk about the little moments. There's a renaissance. A BF renaissance, Nick. Are you are, are you on board with that? I'm not. I missed him. Everybody, everybody realized he's cute and great. You know, they missed him. He should have kept. Control. He should. He should have kept his mushroom head somewhere else. <laughs> Battling depression a little bit. He seems like a nice guy. I, you know, I'm happy to have him back. Uh, but he's become a beloved figure in the Twitterverse. Not because he's, I think, on Twitter. I don't think he is. I don't, I don't follow him, but people on Twitter just love that he's yeah. come back. You're not selling me on him. Twitter is dumb. <laughs> How dare you? No, really, it's it's people are all I mean, there's there's no good social media platform. They're all evil. But I think that Facebook gets all the hate because of the uh, the the generation that tends to use it is a little bit more lunkheaded but i think twitter deservedly just, gets a just lot of hate. just as bad because it's such a no you know what it's hard to scratch the surface of how fucked up facebook is at least twitter i mean look i'm i don't like it either that much but at least twitter like 
people in charge are a little bit try to do something. Yeah, but there's an there's like this elitism that runs through it, and there's also just a an icky an icky um, stream of consciousness element that some people abuse. But hey, hey teach their own, social, man. That's just social media in general. Just social media in general. The, the movie that we're talking about today features a ton of AOL Instant Messenger, which takes me back to calmer times. Yep. Time like times during uh, those were magic times, man. AOL. AOL. Yeah. Do they, uh, is that still rocking out? Can we load that tonight and just? Fired up. I used to. We used to talk over AOL Instant Messenger. You and myself. Do you remember that? I would every once in a while. I would chat at you, and I'd say you were Kev Matchstick, and I would say, yeah, and I'd say, uh, am I right? What? I think so. And I say, yeah. what are you doing? I go, are you watching movies? I would say that a lot to you. That's watching right. Movies. And then that's when you used to call me Jern all the time. J U R N. Yeah, I, I know two Hollywood people. That are big deals that still use their AOL address. Holy so. so they they use AOL as an email address, right? Yep. But is does AOL Instant Messenger can like I said, can we download that tonight? I don't know. Let me fire up off. Trillion and see what's up. See if my IRC account's still killing it. But I wonder if they paid Cry Wolf to to get put in. If they were like, look, use us. No. Need the exposure, Jeff Wadlow. Wadlow. Is that how you say it? Oh, there's no E, is there? It's, it's W-A-D-L-O-W. Let me get an early zoom in. I think that's the last name of the tallest man. Seriously? I think that guy's name last name was Wadlow. That, that guy was in like the Guinness Book, that huge tall guy. Robert Wadlow, I think, was his name. Well, I was going to ask for his first name. Impress me, Nick. Impress me, Nick. Middle. Do you have his middle uh, name? Scooter. And this that's is a trick pre- question. He he only has a he doesn't have a middle name. He has a tall a tall name. Let me see if I'm going to type Robert Wadlow and see what comes up. I. Robert Wadlow height. It's the first thing that comes up. My man That's was it. tall and he had low in his last name. His you name got to be kidding me. His middle name is Pershing. <laughs> How's this COVID been still out there rocking it? He is a deceased individual. That's too bad. How long did he pass away? He died young. You know, those big bitches die quick. That is he, a zoom. He, and he, it's, it's you know what? But he yeah. was already close to heaven. <laughs> Uh, he he lived 22 years. Oh, he died young. When when did he? Yeah, his head hit the sun. Uh, he uh, he died. Yeah, he died in 1940. So he didn't get to experience Hitler's like triumphs. But um, also didn't get to see Cry Wolf. <laughs> yeah, he he had some issues. Um, he you know when he was so he was just a big, total big bastard. Um, but his nicknames, I like this: the Gentle Giant, good, the tallest man who ever lived. The Gentleman Giant, the Boy Giant, the Alton Giant, comes from Alton, Illinois. The mm-hmm. Illinois Giant, the last thing they have here is uh, Slab 6. <laughs> I grew up in Illinois, and he grew, he grew up, 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 up in Illinois. Yeah. Right now, yeah. let me ask you a question about this guy. You never, you never tell us his height. How tall of a man was he? 5'8". <laughs> He was, he was eight foot eleven. Was he really? That's too bad that he that he died so young. Was he in movies? Like what? What? What was his occupation? Did he did he play basketball? What was going he on? Just, he just did a lot of ducking, from what I understand. Hmm. He uh, he was a uh, he was a Freemason, so that tells me a thing or two. Was he really? Uh, Had enough time to join those guys, huh? Yeah, he didn't do much. Twenty two. 
Mm-hmm. Still finding himself, you know. I can't imagine. Can you imagine his shoes? Can I think they they donated it to to a homeless shelter. Nick, he wore canoes. Nick, he wore canoes on him. It's how big his feet he had. Now this guy, I wonder, like, you know, it was an empty parking lot before they got there. What do you mean? What the homeless shelter? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't I get the joke. They were the homeless shelter. That's. Because the shoes were extreme. Oh, my God. Glad we got there. <laughs> Thank you for leading me. Have you ever been accused of anything of the earth, like the somethingest of the earth, of the world? Mm-mm. Not accused, but like anybody point at you and say. I'm like a piece of shit on the earth. I got that name. I remembered it now for shaving kit. What? We called it a dob kit. What? A D-O-B, a dob kit. Date of birth? What? It, I mean, what is it? I don't, I don't know what it means, but that's what we always called it, Dob Kit. And you're acting like I'm supposed to know that shit. I thought maybe you would you jump out of your seat when I said it and remember fondly, you know, someone saying Dob Kit to you before. That's but like I was you... I was riding with a friend of mine about three years ago, and we we were working working on the road together, and he's like, "Can we grab a nab?" Like, grab a grab a nab, and I'm like, "I don't." He's like, "Yeah, can we like hit the gas station and grab a nab?" I'm sorry. I mean, I could take you to a gas station. It turns out that is apparently a colloquialism for going to get a little snack, a little quick oh, snack. I like it. Hey, I have it wrong. I've been saying it wrong all my life. It's DOP kit. D-O-P-P kit. My God, it's blowing me away. DOP kit. Yeah, I actually, I have one of those. It's called shaving kit? No. No, it's daddy's other penis pocket. It's like I have these <laughs> underwear that, yeah. So what's your, uh, what's your relationship with Cry Wolf? Man, I've seen it before, Nick. Are you fucking me? I have. I, oh and I didn't really remember that I had seen it until I started watching it. And then you and still fucking made me watch it. I didn't. I, I realized my mistake early on. Look, I apologize to you when I texted you. And let's apologize to the listener. Because, you know, they're going to have to watch this one to understand our episode. And I'm sure they're going to do the work like we're doing the work. And I believe it's uh, it's on the same service that gave you Game of Thrones and uh, Westworld. Mm-hmm. HBO Max, this is their first acquisition, I think. This is the first licensing agreement. They. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first one. They, actually, if you had fired up the app, the app right when it came out, this is the only option. This and um, what's that, that sex show back in the day on HBO? Dream so, On? No, one season. I bet you never remembered. It's It had, uh, I'm trying to think who was in it. Adam, who's that guy in Parks and Rec? He was on that. Adam Scott was on it. No, I don't know it. Is there a show where we get to watch him fuck? Yeah. Sign me up. Watch some of that show. Tell me you love me. It was called. Never heard of it. This is this is not before Dream On. No, no, Dream On was OG. Like that's one of the that's a long time ago show with your boy Ben 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 in this. And who's who's Ben Ben's Bay? Stowe. We, we talked about this. They're still together. Love, you know, finds a way. You know, it does. Like a raptor. <laughs> uh, Luke Kirby on that show. I just wanted to. Throw that out for your, all the Luke Kirby fans. I'll be deleting that. Um, <laughs> so I'd, I remember this movie had come out really quickly and disappeared really quickly and never wanted to see it ever again. Rightfully so. What's the premise? It's a story. Of, the plot of this movie is a story about a dumbass at school. Right? I mean, that's it. No. So you get this kid who transfers into a prep school. He's had a little bit of a rocky pass in a high school, right? And I didn't, uh, yeah, I can't believe it was a high school. He gets caught up with these kids, these bored rich kids 
who play a play a game at the same time this is happening the murder has taken place in the town and so they decide that they are going to create a lie that the murderer is going to exact some kind of killing spree on campus or something like that that's kind of the plot right it gets uh it gets interminable starts that way here's the thing look we're not reviewing it we're doing the work here we're zooming in and there's lots of zooms to be had there's reason to do this movie because one of your favorite actors is in it we're doing every movie that's true we're gonna do every movie but one of your favorite actors is in it yeah you five you five seven one zone john bon jovi Mm mm-hmm stretching his acting muscles out here like he's really he's giving himself a workout he went deep into this role you he know really like did he, yeah he put on glasses he did non-prescription stood in front of a class he did he wore denim didn't change his hair didn't change his accent oh and uh, gary cole shows up in this a legend did, did change his accent he did. He shows up as a British man in this, which really threw me. Does not sound believable. Gary Cole is an incredible actor, but you can tell he is not British in this because, look, I know he's Gary Cole, right? I know he's from Maine or some shit. But it's so funny that they wanted to work with Gary Cole so much. They said, practice your British accent to appear in two scenes. Actually, Wadlow was sweating his ass off when, when he showed up on set. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is not the guy from Different Strokes. So, but really, the stars here. I'm gonna I'm gonna say three names to you. you. Got Canada's own Lindy Booth, a fiery redhead. Yeah, that, she would. She gets a lot of camera time in this thing. They they're really trying to sell her as the next thing. In Not this. a bad actress, Nick. Not awful. Yeah, Jared Padalecki in this. A little, a little, a, a little thicker version of him. I like it. And you got Julian Morris leading the cast here. A British actor named plays a character named Owen here, and. Um, He's still working today. I don't remember ever seeing him, and I've seen this movie. But he's been a lot of things that I have seen. Mm-hmm. So, so he's getting hired on things like I think not success, maybe Succession, or is, he was on something big recently, and I, I don't even know who he is. He might, might he, he's one of those people that might just slide right off the celluloid, right? As the as the film unspools, I do not remember him. I'm having trouble placing him now. I just saw this movie this morning. He looks a little like a mixture of Freddie Prinze and the guy who played the the, the Jewish kind of boyfriend uh, on Mad Men. Kind of look. I'm just I'm just playing. He's fine. Julian Morris. You got a lot of. He had to do a lot of work in this movie. He did a lot of heavy lifting here. He's got to be um, the guy that's confused the whole movie, and then he has like a hero moment at the end when he puts it together. It's too late. You know, he already failed so many times very spectacularly. So so the film is very weirdly made. There's a lot of montages. Mm-hmm. The, it's it's way overlit most of the time. A lot of overhead shots. A lot of overhead shots, but very overlit. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of flash flash cuts and stuff like that. Definitely a product of its time. Uh, there's well, a yeah, part, obviously. No, there's a part of me where it feels like Wadlow is trying to reference real movies with it from time to time. The last yeah, yeah. moments of the film, he is like, oh, Usual Suspects, been yep. there, here we, here we go. Yeah, it's like Scream until The Usual Suspects. I mean, obviously influenced by Scream, but, and 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 uh, lesser movies like, uh, what's the what's the big series? I Know What You Did Last Summer? No, um, why can't I remember it? Carry On? What's that? In Like Flint? Think of the horror series. I I can't remember it. Saw. No. Keep going though. Shocktober Blood. Oh. <laughs> Slumber Party Massacre. 
the what? skulls. Fuck. No, I, I, I'll get there. What's the premise? Final Destination. What's the, it, Urban Legend? That's what I'm thinking of. Urban Legend. It kind of reminds me of Urban Legend. How many did they make? I think they made 60. Nice. They certainly made more than four. I'm, There's I'm no making, way. They're still making. They made. They made more than four Urban Legends. There is. If I bet you a dollar. I remember the final cut. They did two. I know of two. Uh, and you know who shows up? I think Jason Connery might show up. Am I wrong? That's pretty bad if they made more than one. They definitely two was very violent. There's um, been th- there's Le- been, there's been three. Final cut. Urban Legends. Bloody Mary. Kate Mara in this. And the original, Jared Leto, Alicia Witt, Rebecca Gayhart, Joshua Jackson, Tara Reid, Robert Englund, and Michael Rosenbaum. That's a monster cast. Did you mention that the guy, I think in the second one, the guy that helped, he's a screenwriter, wrote, helped write Scott Pilgrim, Michael Bacall, I think he's in the second one. And it doesn't matter. This movie kicks off with someone running and screaming, a girl, a young girl, running and screaming through the woods, being chased by a, a flashlight-wielding baddie. Let me, spoiler alert, she was not chased. <laughs> she fucked around, man. She tries to hide and leaves. It's dark, and she, she trips, and then she decides she's going to cover herself in some leaves and see if she can wait for the killer. And it's the... wor- it's working. It is working. What happens, though? Killer pulls out her cell phone, dials that person. Dials Becky. Yeah. And the this soon-to-be victim's cell phone starts going off, and then she gets shot. In the face, but they don't show it, which is good. I don't. I don't need to see it. Okay. Cut to Owen. This guy coming to school. It's his first day. Hits prep school. He's got the backpacks back slung over his shoulder, and campus is deserted. Where are all the kids? What brand backpack? Janice Sport, my man. Yep. He certainly brings it up. And he sure does. Yeah. Yes, he does. All of a sudden, Lindy Booth Dodger, her name Dodger, comes the, out. The killer. Yeah. <laughs> she is this, you know, young woman. The first person he meets it on campus, and she says, "Everybody's in an assembly. This person's been killed in town, and they're having they're talking to us about it." And so they flirt, and then the movie begins in earnest. Now she's pretty solid, but in the past month, the only person that's been on this show that's had a, a longer head than hers was Pumpkinhead. Her head. I- is a long, long huh? she's got a long ass head going back she's got a she's got a, 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 a she's got a, a big forehead high hairline or something is that what you're no i'm talking about going back like the back the back of the head i didn't notice there's a shot where they're kind of sitting profile facing one another and it's like mm-hmm. i thought anna more like something happened like somebody so my tv mm-hmm. is there is something weird ha- it's like holy crap she's got so many thoughts in there doesn't doesn't change how cool she is i'm just saying she's got a big ass long head and when Owen hits campus, what did you notice about the ground? I didn't. A lot of leaves. Yeah. So that means what? Let me zoom in. What does that mean? What season? Oh, well, it's fall. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to meant that the ground wasn't going to get the nutrients it needs. That was my second thing I was going <laughs> to. And the movie kicks off with a song by the band Cake. Anyway, when they introduce each other, the Dodger reveals that her mom is a Dickens scholar. And that's where she gets her name. But she's not. She's a sixth grade teacher. We find out though. It's a huge, I know, it's I a know. huge zoom. Don't spoil it for the audience yet. Man. Yeah. So the funny Some thing is, we have to just serve up. Well, I slowly. think it's. But if we follow this film beat by beat, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I'm going to make. I'm going to make every scene count here. I was dreading. Yeah. I was dreading, man. So Owen walks 
in the through the hallway to his room for the first time and he opens the door (laughs) (laughs) starting to sweat through holes man you know it's funny my my first note was this is awkward the whole style like the way that the people it it doesn't feel real like the way that people are communicating these characters that they've created it doesn't feel real and you had teased me on the phone and you had said something, I think earlier today, that there was something about it and then kind of the rug gets pulled out or like you, they lead you down this path. And I was like, is this going to be, are they going to turn out to be some like automatons in a game or something like that? Because it was, they were so generic and dumb. But no. I teased this movie? I don't remember. No, no. You said something about the plot that was frustrating and you didn't allude to what it was because I hadn't seen the movie yet. Oh, I said, I think you had watched 20 Minutes. This is what you're talking about. And I said, you you watched the best part. No, no, no. Before I started watching it, you had said something to the effect of the movie basically cop, cops out or something like it leads you down a path and then it kind of changes things. I mean, it certainly does. It doesn't cop out. It certainly is. It it throws you for, uh, it's supposed to throw you. Well, it's, tr- it's supposed to trick you. Anyway, it, we get to meet uh, his roommate, Jared Padalecki, who is just very bro-ish talking about like came out of the bathroom shook his hands like i just wiped my ass that kind of character you know have you There's noticed- no character that's likable in this movie really um, uh i i end up liking him a little bit in it but you notice he's how many times he uses a nickname for the lead character in this thing he calls him o-dog a bunch of times he calls him obi-wan i heard that he calls mm-hmm. him a bunch of names like he's i guess the the, the screenwriters obviously felt well i think this is how teenagers talk yeah they and so then he gets invited to a a game that these this group of friends plays in a church where they have to figure out which one of them is the wolf and they have this mark on their belly and so they're it's kind of like among us the video game where there's an imposter and everybody's trying to figure out who that is oh and rubs people the wrong way during that he's the new guy he's too smart he he, he you know lindy booth likes him you know dodger likes him but the rest of the crew is kind of arching their eyebrow um, and there's about know, what seven friends here. Like, there's a lot of characters. There's a lot more at, at, at the beginning, and then they whittle down to just a core group. They do, out. but but you know the funny thing is, there's a very small body count in this thing. This is almost there's zero all, body. Yeah, count. there's also an April Fool's Day kind of vibe to it. Uh, I love it. The, the two ethnic people in the group have very extreme hairstyles. It's like we have to mm. we have to go overboard with these. And if you notice, there's a they they use the term gay and retarded. Uh, in the old school context, and here, what, mm-hmm. what, what year is this movie? Two thousand five. I think this might be the last one that got away with it. They're not the only per- person in the movie. Two people in the movie with extreme haircuts. You're leaving out one. Who we JBJ. No, that's not extreme. That's just I mean, Tuesday. That's just Tuesday for New Jersey's <laughs> finest. Tell me about your relationship to John Bon Jovi or Bon Jovi the band. My dad thought he was being nice. Once he came home, remember when they they started doing those clear audio cassettes? Like this, when they, they audio cassettes used to be solid color, like usually like that tan or whatever, beige, like beige. Yeah. yeah, and then he they started doing those clear ones. I know the Dire Straits' his "Money for Nothing" was clear. The Bill and sure. Ted Two soundtrack was clear. My dad showed up with Bon Jovi's album "New Jersey" as a gift for me, right? And it was clear as well. And at the time, I I hated Bon Jovi. I hated him. Sure. Is that the album? It was the, their big album with you know their big hit album that came out right. For my dad, I, I started listening to it and I tolerated it. And then I found out that his real name is John Biongini or yeah. something. It's like yeah. So I was like, oh, he's a wop. He's great. I remember coming on board. I think in middle school with um, "Slippery One Wet." 
I that's don't know if that, it was middle middle school. Maybe because he he's about ten years older than us, so that kind of makes sense, right? You got an early start as a musician. It seems like it, weren't they like a high school group or uh, maybe, something? They yeah. they're around for a long time together. Although Richie Sambora no longer in Bon Jovi, zoom in. He left the band, and also was once mean to my wife when she was a young young kid. Cool. It wasn't cool. Oh, she saw him in a mall, and he with her friend, and he was a piece of shit to them. And he's like, "Look, yeah, it's my time." You know. Are you sure she signed autographs? You sure it wasn't Richie Sabaro? From Sabaro? <laughs> different celeb. Slippery when wet. Like I, I would get nervous about the cover of that album because remember they had like an ins- they had the cover of that album was a woman in a wet T-shirt. And then they had like they just I think then they had like a censored version of the of the album because it was so popular we could just buy it. They had the sign, you know, slippery yeah. one wet, sliding car tracks or whatever in the car. But I remember that song had a social the track social disease on it. Do you remember that song? I don't. Our love is like a social disease. And I wouldn't let my sister listen to it because I thought it was uh, inappropriate <laughs> inappropriate for her to hear those lyrics. Cool. It was a good brother. Yeah. Zoom in. Still won't let her hear it. <laughs> So then they reveal the killer and then the credits roll. So then uh, we're in class and John Bon Jovi is the journal journalism professor. We have to, we have to talk a little bit about this movie. We can, we can really, we can fast forward through most of it there. I do have a favorite scene in this movie though. Okay. We'll get there. So they decide to concoct a, a killer. That's what they do. They put together a killer. They, they create a, a look for him. Why don't you describe the look? Uh, he's got a, a red ski mask that's tattered and he has a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Plaid shirt. Yeah, like a cam- well, he's got a camo like camo gear on, and then he has like a big, big old knife as his murder weapon. Camo so pants, can- but he had. A, I think he had a uh, one of the versions of the killer had a mm-hmm. little plaid shirt going on. And so they forward they forward um, this fake email to the to the you know student body about this killer that I think I wrote down. It says the the email says the wolf. This is his nickname has a pattern of dislodging the throat of his victims, which I thought was, a, it has a typo in the email. It says for the pattern, I should have said but that doesn't make any sense. And then it says of dislodging the throat of his victims. What does that mean? Is it, it seems like you could just say slash their throat or something, right? Right. Are they talking about they, he just pulls a windpipe out a little? Look what's going on. Well, maybe they just seen roadhouse, you know? Yeah. So you hear a whirring sound and it's a tattoo parlor. <laughs> well, you, we gotta go through a little bit because there's a scene where John Bon, bon Jovi is is questioning his student Owen, his new student Owen, and they're playing chess. and And John Bon Jovi is coming out of his car and he's holding, he says, "Antique chess set, gotta love eBay," because he he bought it from eBay. He's a he's a chess fan. That's great. Also a fan of sleeping with the students, <laughs> and that's what kind of gets him in a little bit of trouble in this movie. He gets uh, anyway. We'll get to it. I mean, uh, to, to to his credit, it feels good. <laughs> Chess? No. <laughs> There's a shot in this where he's wearing his glasses and the chessboard is reflected. It's super amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, of course, Owen, the character's beating him at chess. And I think they call the queen bitches or something. Doesn't they? Don't they do that? In of, this? of course. Awful. Of course. AOL Messenger getting a workout. The here Owen's got an you know, active it, lava lamp did, beside his bed. 
Did you notice that it was authentic too? Because it even had the warning level on the top right corner of the box. Do you remember that? The on, the on the AOL Instant Messenger chat box in the top right corner, it said warning level equals zero, whatever it was. Because mm-hmm. if somebody started to get a little frisk or somebody started to irritate, you could click a little bit of a. You could start to put them in, put them on blasts a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. Owen starts getting messages from the killer, and he's like, "What?" Like I thought we I thought I was in on the joke. I'm getting like messages from like and it's saying and the it's the disturbing messages. So he confronts, he decides that it's Lindy Booth, you know, Dodger that's doing this, and she she's um swimming laps. So he goes <laughs> to go throw ice at her as she swims <laughs> chunks of ice at her. John Sales John Sales came into script doctor that scene I think. Anyway, so the best is Lindy Booth I'm zoom in looks uncomfortable sw- swimming laps. I think it's because the camera kept trying to get up her butt. Yeah, and that's why I thought too. She definitely looks like she's she swum before and she, you know, she does the she doesn't take a breath every stroke. She might be, have a little swimming in her past. That's a you know, super super zoom. Just to think she that, knows what she's doing. You to know? Think that a, she was on a swim yeah. team at one point. To think that a human being has been in a pool before. I'm just saying that, you know, if you're racing, if you're practicing swimming, you want to get a couple strokes in before you turn your, if you're doing freestyle, you turn your face sideways, catch a breath, go back down. You know, some people, like rookie mistake, just keep turning your head with every stroke. You know, she's I, not doing that. All right. What's Jesse Bradford's style? I mean, it involves stroking. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> He's a swim fan. Th- that movie also has a an unnecessary punctuation in its title, like this one. This movie's cry underscore wolf. Now I know it has. Uh, sometimes it's just cry wolf, mm-hmm. but I guess it was a little more of an, a nod to the screen name for AOL Messenger, right? It is. Anyway, so Lindy Booth's alibi here is that she was studying AP Chem. Mm-hmm. That's her alibi. Everybody always had, or I don't know if it was, yeah. Everybody th- always throws in that they're in the the AP versions of the courses. I used to can't get, just say chemistry, can't just say biology. I used to get so irritated to hearing that at school. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm an AP calculus this period. I can't. Yeah, you know, we get it. You were in any of the AP classes? Yeah, you were. Mm-hmm. Of course, oh, but I didn't, I didn't oh. brag about it. You are now. I guess it's never too late. Yeah. I got tired of looking at Aunt Poon, though. So I was just like, fuck this. Let me see here. So she reveals. What does she reveal? Who knows? Um, well, she she's she's a townie. Oh, right. And she's kind of like says around here, town means trash. And yeah. then our hero, he reveals he got in trouble in his last school because he he took a fall for the dean's daughter who got caught with drugs. And he said they were his drugs. Hard yeah. fall for that. Yeah, kill it. And Gary Cole, there's a few shots of him early on just ignoring his son. So that's like, why the, wouldn't he? That's the whole character is that he doesn't really give a fuck about his son. And he's right. Yeah. So you said there's no likable characters in this, and you're wrong. What, Gary Cole? Yeah. But um, so, you, you know, these kids conspire to kind of create a little hubbub on the campus, blows mm-hmm. up in their face. Everybody gets all paranoid. And then for some reason, this, why did there was an actual dress like a killer party? That seemed. Unlikely. Well, it's Halloween, right? It's Halloween. There's an amazing piece of this movie where there's a Halloween party and the main character thinks he's getting chased by the killer. Kind of is. And then he runs into a crowd of people that are just dressed in the same way, right? And so he has a couple scares. 
But my favorite thing is the next day he has a <gasps> moment because he realizes that was just Halloween's Eve. Today's Halloween. Well, the when all the shit's supposed to go down. Well, my yeah. favorite we're talking about my favorite scene is where he realizes that. My favorite scene it's in this movie. Amazing. He has to say it. He has to say it to everybody. No, no, but that's he said yesterday wasn't the 31st. Like he, you know, he's just <laughs> so fucking stupid. But I guess when you're a student, man, I mean No, no, no. Do you do you remember how he finds out it's not Halloween? Well, I don't I can't remember, no. So First of all, he finds out that John Bon Jovi is is hard railing on on Dodger, and he uh, he kind of confronts him about it, and they and they yeah. kind of yeah. But a short, a scant few minutes later, after it, uh, the a cop almost shoots him and, and this fake killer at the hollow at the Halloween party, he is mm-hmm. said to the to the head headmaster's office, and it's Anna Devere Smith from the West Wing, and they're yeah. having a, a, a big <laughs> disciplinary hearing. And how is she thwarted in that disciplinary meeting? Her son, uh, <laughs> her son intrudes on this meeting in a, his costume. Yeah, which and is then like a, a, a zombie or goblin costume, like a little skeleton thing. His name is Adam, by the way. And yeah. and, and she leaves. She leaves. That is how she. That's how the disciplinary meeting is over. Her son bursts into the room, a little kid in a Halloween costume. She leaves, and then it's just Bon Jovi and our hero. Right. It's it was and so it, it was ridiculous and it was so stupid and it made me very happy. Well, we missed the part. One of my favorite parts of this movie is when there's some scares in the in the stacks. These like you know some we won't go in too much into it, but he leaves with Dodger tries to kiss her and she's like she's I'm not a fan of P- PDA mm-hmm. and because she's about to kiss him in the stacks and they got uh, thwarted and then he um, can and then he throws away the Apple Newton he bought for her, but he says to her he goes damn. I left my book bag in the stacks and he goes back for it's missing. And then he reports this, what we talked about. He, he reports it to the librarian. He says, um, I le- I'm missing my black Janisport backpack. Just, just Jansport, just Jansport. <laughs> Jansport. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. He could just say black backpack or backpack. What color was your Jansport? I don't know if I had one. I, I, I maybe had a green one. Why did you have I, one? I had a green one. And it had an yeah. awful stain on it, and it had a tear right at the old zipper, and I lost some shit through that tear, sadly. Is it just Jansport? Yeah, J-A-N-S-P-O-R-T. So it's still around? Gotta be. integral An integral Zoom. I how their code's been. They were huddled up in a cabin with Trapper Keeper. His backpack turns up, he brings it to class, and a knife falls out of it. And so Bon Jovi. Jans- like Jansport shit. doing fine, thank you. So after Owen finds out that John Bon Jovi and Dodger are kind of necking, or you know they have they're having something on the side because he thought him and Dodger were like flirting up a storm, he freezes her out. He won't talk to her anymore. He doesn't want to have anything to do with the crew because he's mad because his little crush got like he you know wasn't reciprocated. He found out in a weird yeah acts like a baby Nick. He found out in a weird way too because he thought John Bon Jovi was a big baseball fan. Yeah. He's like, go Dodger blue. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. Huge fan of baseball. No, no. I'm just telling you what just happened. Like in that room. I'm just saying that he, does he, does this Owen guy think after knowing this girl for a week that he has some kind of ownership of her? No, you fuck. <laughs> she can do what she wants. Now I'm not saying the teacher should be taking advantage of the students. She's this girl's in high school. Bon Jovi's. What is he? 70. And this? how old is he? He's in his thirties. And he was, he actually had to, take acting lessons 
to pretend like because he she was too old. John Bon Jovi. Now, is there an uncooler rock star? He's uncool. Like it, I'm not saying he's not talented. Like I, I've complained about this before. I watched, I guess, a puff piece on them puff documentary where he's he dubbed himself the ceo of bon jovi i can't ever get it out of my mind that's such a terrible thing to say about yourself i mean getty um, lee's pretty uncool right he's so much cooler than this getty lee's not uncool he he's might nice. look uncool but he's he's pretty cool hmm. you don't like him huh what about mark slaughter <sighs> from the band slaughter yeah did he change his name and then name a band after his made-up name? Or is I that think, a real name? I'm, I'm going to probably guess that he's, that's not his real name. His real last name is Totally Slaughter. So anyway, Owen's being a douche. And, you know, and he's just bumming out because the girl he likes is sleeping around with the teach. And then the ending happens. Nick, why don't you zoom through it real quick? That There's a kid that one of the friends is missing. They find him in, like, a confessional booth. He's all dead. One of the girls gets stabbed at when she's taking a shower. Or poor Owen sees another of his quote unquote friends get stabbed on top of the stairs. And he's like freaking out, trying to save people, trying to find Dodger. Sees Dodger get attacked from uh, Bon Jovi's office and finds a gun. She had told him, get the gun. He keeps it in his drawer. The te teach has a gun. He grabs a gun and then Bon Jovi comes in and he starts singing like a couple Bon Jovi hits. Like they take yeah. a couple of moments here where he actually sings Living on a Prayer, busts out a guitar. They let him have that moment, which I thought was cool. He sings three. Yeah. <laughs> three hits. And, um, and then they have a huge confrontation because, you know, Bon Jovi's carrying this costume. And why the killer's costume? He founds that he found it outside, so he's carrying it in, and they have a confrontation. That Owen's pointing a gun at him. He's like, "You slept with Dodger. I know what you did. You you're connected to this other girl that's dead in the woods." And Bon Jovi's like acting like an ass, kind of, with a gun pointed at him. He's not begging for his life. Mm -mm. And he tries to wrestle the gun out of our hero's hands, and he gets shot through the heart. And you're to blame, baby. You give love a bad name. And then there's an amazing shot of a close-up of Bon Jovi's face getting zipped up. Yes, that's, that's a body bag. And I didn't, I didn't tell you, you this did. until now. I, this week, bought the NFT of that. <laughs> and it is already... I spent, seriously, I spent about 20 grand on it. It's already up to 22 grand. I'm pretty excited about it. And hopefully you don't raise my bidding any higher. Uh, you think they get, they're going to pull out some NFTs from this movie? I certainly hope so. No fucking um, no. Also noticed uh, something very. I'm gonna zoom in on the the dorm room he shares with Jared Padalecki. No art design. There's, there's a Sonic Youth poster and then also a garbage poster. And so I was trying to figure out: Are they trying to like? Because those are two different tastes. You're not going to see those in the same room from the same person typically. So was one That's, of them a Sonic Youth fan? One of them a garbage fan? I just gotta know. That they are very likely to be the same person. That those tastes can coincide, because mm, I, I bet you they, I bet you they played on quite a few cards together over the years. What Sonic Youth and Garbage? I mean, Garbage Get is a lot more mainstream and a lot more produced, and you know, and Sonic Youth is you know what it is. Get out of here. So anyway, um, Kaiser Soze scene happens after Bon Jovi's death because you know Owen gets arrested for killing. The beloved John Bon Jovi, who they reveal to be the actual John Bon Jovi. <laughs> he was knocking uglies with that other girl, too, that dies at yeah. the beginning. 
Right. And they got some there's a there's a scene where they're thumbing through photographs of of, of hers where, you know, he factors in. And I'm like, she's kind of she seems like a really cool person. Way to way to fuck mm-hmm. that up, John Bon Jovi. And she wasn't a student, was she? No, I don't think so. I think she was just another girl that he was seeing on the side. There's another young girl, um, young woman. And what they reveal at the end is Lindy Booth um, is crying. You know, Owen, his dad, Gary Cole, uses his power, gets Owen off the hook for the murder of. You know, it said it was self-defense. So he's not going to, he's not even going to go to trial for killing this guy for his teacher. No sweat. He's, you he, can come back to campus tomorrow. You're fine. And Lindy Booth comes to the, you know, Dodger comes to the police station. She's like in tears. She's just wrecked. Can't believe, you know, because, because one thing that's revealed is none of the friends are dead. This has all been a trick because mm-hmm. they were just trying to pull one over on Owen. This has all been like a big, uh, almost a joke. And they're all in on it. And uh, Lynn, Lynn, you know, Dodger's like, I'm so sorry. We were just trying to fuck around. We didn't know it was going to end in uh, the death of the legend John Bon Jovi. And um, but Owen starts to put on his thinking cap finally. And what what does he what does he find out? Well, he basically realizes that she was pulling like all the strings, you know, all the levers, all of them. And she exacting revenge on her lover who had betrayed her, not unlike Zeus <laughs> betraying Hera. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And Hera, back in the day, super pissed about all the affairs that Zeus was having with the nymphs and the women on Earth. And she gets so fucking pissed that she'd come down and then just start like exacting revenge, mm-hmm. killing these women or tricking them, killing their kids. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah, big time. And so then Zeus at one point, even like Hera, like somehow killed one of these women and he stitched, he took this unborn child from, you know, his mistress's womb and he put it in his damn thigh, Nick. He used his thigh as a womb to grow that kid. Yeah. And, and, and that's why they say thy womb, Jesus. And uh, put him in his thigh. That's some quick thinking from Zeus. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. He didn't get a lot of credit for his uh, thigh womb. Yeah. And in history. Anyway, so. That's kind of what's going on here. She had been betrayed and decided to kill this to kill his other his other uh, lover. Here. I can't I, I can't play baseball anymore because I, I, I tore my Achilles tendon and my Zeus thigh. And Owen says this to her and she's like, she stops those tears. She gets the Soze face. She's like, who gonna believe your shit? You know, ain't no one. Ain't no one gonna believe your shit because you're a loser. Everyone fucking hates you. Oh, and the audience hates you. The audience doesn't even care that I'm the killer at this point. They're just thrilled to see John Bon Jovi in a body bag. I didn't realize how much I needed that. And that's the end. I mean, and Owen, it ends the, the last scene is him. He's hanging from the rafters. He killed himself <laughs> at the end. And then it pans up. It says Brooks was here. <laughs> Brooks? What was that from? It's another famous hanging scene in cinema history. I'm, I'm sure it's very obvious and I'm not getting it. Shawshank. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen it for a while. Oh, yeah, but you could go through the exact case of his wife's murder three episodes ago and make me look like a fool. But, oh, I can't. Brooks hanging himself. No cool. He worked at the grocery store, remember? Is it because he got out and he didn't know what to do with himself? Yeah, he was institutionalized. Yeah, he was ruined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's go into some of the more details about this fantastic thing. It's very surface level. It's weird because it doesn't feel like a, like. Uh, they've seen a lot of horror films and they, they, they really think that there's a scene where they're in this library, the stacks as it's called, as you mentioned yeah. earlier. 
and there's this whole conceit about the motion activated lights mm -hmm. and they sell that as their storming normandy entry like their big set piece yeah. how'd that work for you i mean it's been done before you know you're supposed to get worried about these characters in this and this uh, serial killer creeping up on them instead it's a librarian that's doing it and she's like there's a better place to make out in here like Greek and the G's or something. Greek, yeah. It's like Greek history or Greek literature or something like it's that. You're just giving them tips, you know. And she's like, and, 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 and she's like, if you want to do oral and anal, you got to go into the French. Uh, she's like, that's where I do it. <laughs> you didn't like this one, huh? Getting I mean, the sense. movie. No, the movie's a, a, a cancer. But <laughs> okay. but uh, there's no sense of there's not a moment of of of, of lightness in it. There's it's very. Well, that's it's not a, true. Padalecki has he tries to make some gags some gags work on this i guess or some has some character stuff that's silly no they just try to make him to like a like a homunculus of what a teenager might be it's not it's not good and then their room their room this the the, the production design of their room was really hard to hard to deal with it was right. it was so barren and so stiff it's probably closer to reality than some of the dorms we've seen in film but come on it's your craft man throw some shit in there make it look good have some fun put like a like a Boris Karloff death mask or something on the wall. Do something interesting. Yeah, like I said before, they had a lava lamp in there. Never mind. I stand corrected. Anyway, you're on this time, 2005, you know. Do you remember what you're doing I was, in your life? Yeah, I was knee-deep in uh, working on the Meg, I believe. You were. How'd it go? Movie came out. Oh, well, it went well. No, that was, that was I would like to, a redo of uh, about that, like, five, six-year section of my life for sure. Would you do it differently or would you do something else? No, I would do it differently. I would, there's a lot of things I would, I would do differently. But, uh, you know, I, actually, I would. There's a, the, the most recent thing I could think of that I would do differently is send you eight options via text. Now, cry wolf, Nick, what do you think that, what does that mean to you when you hear that expression? Zoom in for the audience here. When you hear that expression, what does it kind of, what does it make? Picture a wolf that's shedding tears? No, no. Sad wolf? No. I almost called this one sad wolf. No, I was close. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think of it. So, like when someone cries wolf, it's like when they 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 they, they say they exaggerate. They say something that's not true over and over, and then eventually people stop believing them. So then, when they say something true, it's like Chicken Little, right? People are like, "I don't believe your shit." So, um, it's Chicken Little, it's Chicken. It's chicken sky, little, you're right. The sky yeah. is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. And he laughed his ass off, right? Like, he keeps saying the sky is falling, right? And then he laughed his ass off. Is that what happened? Yeah. And then people believed him, and he was just, he's giggling. He's like on the, throwing seeds into his beak. He's like, this is hilarious. You guys are so stupid. Yeah. And then what happens? The like, does the sky fall? No, well, the challenger. If if you watch that class, uh, you watch that newsreel footage. You'll notice. You'll see the little little chicken in there. Isn't it, isn't it the old story? Is that the, the he's actually saying? I don't know what it is. There's a wolf. There's some Dutch boy or something. There's a wolf. In the edge of town. He's gonna eat us. And everybody's like, where where? And they piss their pants. And they, he laughs and laughs. And then finally, it's there, and no one believes him. And it starts just chewing his guts like spaghetti right Is yeah no i think it i think it gnaws him away like it gnaws yeah, like it, it, yeah, it takes him all the way to death and they still don't believe him. they're looking at him this wolf like 
paw deep inside of him, and they're still like, I think, I think this is a trick somehow. He's using special effects. An, a, a notification pops up on their browser says Wolf marked himself sated at the scene of the boy who cried wolf's gravesite. Marked himself sated. <laughs> did he? Uh, did they? Um, does he die in that? I can't remember it. Yeah, he gets uh, he gets eaten away, and I love it. Uh, that's a great thing about like the grim fairy tales and all that shit. Like there is ca- there are casualties all over the place. Kids get is demolished. It, is it Danish? Like where, where? What am I thinking of? Is it? Let's just say it is. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna throw you one here. Let's do a. Can we do like a the things that cried wolf universe? We get him and Chicken Little in the same. Fuck story? yeah! Absolutely. They're out trying to outlight each other. Yeah. Who else is who else is crying wolf in movies? Oh my god, you gotta this yeah. crew in here that get those this crew in there. Yeah, I guess this gang of friends. There's I mean, there's other movies that featured people that sh- that, you, that you know that lied and then paid the price, right? That cried wolf and paid the price. But can you think of any off the top of your head? It's so it's so complex though, you know. You got the people that cry COVID ain't real and then die from it. That's sort of you know uh, you bring it into real, yeah. Yeah, you bring those guys in here too. So the the crew from this movie, Chicken Little, the Danish boy, and then you know <laughs> half of America. <laughs> or like, what about? I guess the mayor in Jaws. Maybe he's like the guy who cried. There ain't a, a threat. No, he believes it. He just he doesn't want the money to stop flowing in. Can you imagine whittling away uh, some time on a Friday night back in twenty oh five? Like, honey, this is uh, we're starting to get to know each other. Uh, you mm. let me you let me touch one nip the other day. We're kind of moving things along, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, let's uh, let's go to the movies. You know, let's let's go to the multiplex." And there's a host of options. My wife almost broke up with me for because I came to visit her, and I took her to Deep Rising. Like the like, I came, I I visited her, I hadn't seen her for a long time. An hour later, we were in seeing Deep Rising, and that's a classic. If I would have taken her to Crying Wolf or Cry Wolf, it would have been over. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like this, it could have gone so much better. This movie came out right during Hurricane Katrina, literally during that, during that whole shit. Here's the top 10. Here's the top 10 movies in the box office the day it came out. Yep. At 10, An Unfinished Life. Huge. Don't remember it. At number nine, Wedding Crashers, which was nearing the end of its run. Red Eye. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wes Craven. Not a bad movie. No, it's Killian Murphy, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The Constant Gardener. Lovely movie. Yeah, it's good. Transporter 2. Statham. By the way, Chud screenings of all of the last four. At five, Cry Wolf. Oh. At four, 40-Year-Old Virgin. At three, Lord of War. Oh. At two, Exorcism of Emily Rose, which we did a screening Ooh. of. And like 40, and 40-Year-Old Virgin. And then number one, just like heaven, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, just like heaven. Is that like Paul? Is Paul Rudd in that movie? No, uh, you might be right. That movie premiered in the number one spot. No way. Yeah. I, I must well, have taken a different movie. No, you're right. It's day day and date. It, it was uh, Ruffalo. Oh, Ruffalo. Okay, that's what I had right. Crywolf did thirty two bill, thirty two thirty thirty two bill, thirty two mil, thirty two mil. It made thirty two million. Yeah. So it wasn't a huge failure, actually. That's probably pretty good. Made thirty-two million dollars in disappointed moviegoers, like just. Oh man, that's yeah, it's a rough one. Nervously, so. nervously shuffling their popcorn, 
you know, praying for a, you know, a, a, the fire alarm to go off or whatever. Yeah, it's a tough time to right. be being a theater. But not a snack you got during that. You saw this one in the theater? You didn't. You never saw it. I never saw it. And I went through like seven or eight years where I was anti movie theater snack. Oh, really? Yeah, I was anti it. I've gotten around it. Yeah, I've seen you. I've I've seen you snacking on uh, a, a lot of red vines in my life. Yeah, I like red vines. But you know, yeah, there was a period where I I felt would insult the integrity of the experience as I watched, you know, fucking the sixth day. <laughs> So look, did you really? Did you really feel that would insult the? Did you really? That I just, was your thought. I just was focused on the movie. I thought I felt like yeah, it was a stupid when thing. You, you focus. Look, you're uh, you're on campus trying to keep your shit together, but you know what? Maybe get a little tat, get a little tat up in there. You know, masked masked tat man is sitting there. He's like, "What do you want? What do you want to do from Cry Wolf on your body?" And you never. That's the thing about you. You don't have any tats for real, right? I don't. But we're thinking about you and I are thinking about getting a friendship tats. Yeah. This would be a good one to get inspired by. I'd get the, I'd just get the underscore from this movie, the iconic underscore from the title, and get it on my shoulder blade, and just not, and maybe I, I'd have the guy. Could you give me like on the left hand side, just part of the Y, and on the right hand side, part of the W, right, and just kind of, just kind of suggest. I like that, but I just really go hard on that line. Take a know. take a quick step outside fake, and if you had to get a real tat, what would it be? Like if you ever had a gun to your head, like and they're like, you have to have a tattoo like right now. You know that's such a tough question because I, I I I've thought about that a little bit before. I like Cowboy Bebop the anime so much. I had like like I would never get it, but I was like if I ever got anything, I I would I I would have loved to get something from that. But I don't I can't pull it off. I'd feel I'd feel ridiculous. I think mm-hmm. I I like tattoos. I just. I just wouldn't know what to get. What about you? I know that sounds dumb, but no, I haven't really thought about that's it. Legitimate. I said I told my kids once if I lost a bunch of weight, I would let them pick a tattoo because I was gonna get a tattoo. I was kind of kidding, but I said that if I ever did, I'd let them pick it. So they're still thinking. Um, I would get like the trainer from Rocky um, slamming a medicine ball into Omar Epps. You know, like just slamming that medicine ball right. He said into to be him. real. He said to be real. All right, it would just be it, okay. It would just be the medicine ball. <laughs> I said Cowboy Bebop, which is the nerdiest thing I probably ever said. Nah, and you you bring a joke. I don't. I, Give first, me a real first one. First of all, knowing me, you should know that nothing is off the table. I'll get a medicine ball. I mean, at one point, you know, what I thought was cool, and I was super wrong. And this is why I can never get a tattoo. I thought it was cool to get like a barbed wire around your arm. I was like, oh, that's a cool look. That is not a cool look. It sucks. I saw a guy it's, at the grocery store today with barbed wire, and he was the worst. And look, I'm not saying, like, if any of our listeners have that tattoo, I, I'm sure they could pull it off. I think with me with that tattoo would be a, a, night, a nightmare, you know, but I, I, I'm not a good judge. Maybe I'd get, like, a, something cute, though. Get somebody who loves initials, you know, that is that's passed on. That's not bad. Like Anne Rice. Yeah. <laughs> AR. Yeah, she did pass away uh, yesterday. Something recent, like that. Very recent. I I probably just get some Stephen King dog shit somewhere. Um, Let's get matching society tattoos. Never mind. <laughs> we'll get that dude stretched out all across our back, and then it actually connects from my back to yours. Does that sound? Uh, that works. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> sick thinking about it. My tattoo from Cry Wolf is uh, Gary Cole's Day Planner. And it's just mm-hmm. it's uh, it's the it's like the month of August, and there's uh, two dates crossed out for his. So he got a jet over to to shoot my scenes for Crywolf. Two X's on his calendar. 
wonder where they made this. They they did film it at a university. Anyway. Two days of work. Two days of work, Gary Cole. Max. Max. Remember how good Gary Cole was in a, in a, in a Simple Plan? He has almost just as many scenes, I think. Maybe even less scenes in A Simple Plan. He's so good in that movie. Is he like an authority figure in that? So he is one of the people that's bad guys is posing as a cop okay, and asking right. them to take him to the money. And it is, and you know that he is not a cop. It's amazing. It's a great scene and he's so good in it and he's just super threatening. And I don't know. I love that. That movie's great. Yeah. I haven't seen it in way. a very long time. You know who crushes in that movie is Billy Bob. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's hard. It's so hard to like Billy Bob in real life. And he's so good in movies and TV shit. Like he's amazing. Why, why, why you have to hate on Billy Bob? He's just arrogant <laughs> and weird. And like when you listen to interview, like I remember that interview he had that I just never forget where he's such a piece of shit about his stupid music. The box cutters. We met. We made fun of it before, but he's just so great and unique and, and stuff. And he's so good in a simple plan. He has a good time, too. He does well. He does. Everything works out good. Film's over. Credits have rolled. But lo and behold, mm-hmm. there's a little stinger at the end of Cry Wolf. Yeah, a little stinger, huh? Mine's easy. Okay. Dodgers, she's picked up her roots. She's left town. New life. Right. New school. New teacher. Ooh. <laughs> Who was it? <laughs> Richie Sambora. Oh, no. Yeah, he's there. He's got his, cow- his hat on. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's, he's like, guess who your new typing tutor is? And it's Richie Sambora. And you know what's going down. Yeah. Bon, bon Jovi's always leading the way. He's always second fiddle, isn't he? Yeah. That'd be great. To, he Has he acted in films, Sambora? I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Love to see him in something. One of the, maybe one of those Hallmark Christmas movies. Yeah. And, and, and the ring. He was in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Picture of coming out of the fucking well. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? My my deleted scene is after the events of this movie, right? It's over and deleted scene, and Bon Jovi comes to town, and uh, the band Bon Jovi and Gary Cole gives Owen some tickets to go see the band, and he takes his roommate, who's a huge. Sonic Youth fan, so of course he's thrilled to see Bon Jovi. He <laughs> hopes garbage. Anyway, so um, they go to the show, and you know this is this is the who who says you can't go home tour, or no? What what's the, is that? What no? It's what is it? That was the single from this. There's it, the album at this point. I looked it up earlier. It was like it's like a happy something happy. Okay, was the title. So this is the happy tour, happy place tour, or something. They go see it, and it's just all the hits. That you can think of playing, but in the center of the stage, there's just a black hole <laughs> of like nothing in front of the microphone. The audience can't understand. It's like oh, it's so they all got the, the music. They got Bon Jovi for it. It's just this spiraling mass mess <laughs> of an inverted universe singing the songs like a empty spot that's like sucking in litter and trash <laughs> <laughs> as it spits oh, out the lyrics. Its whole fan base to 
who says you can't go home. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's it. So it's, you know, it's it's confused about, you know, it's just anyway. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It's, it's actually awesome, especially sucking in litter. Yeah. But still getting, still singing, crooning. Of course. But speaking of tattoos, Bon Jovi's got a famous Superman tattoo. Superman uh, insignia mm-hmm. on his uh, arm. Have you seen him lately, by the way? He looks the same, doesn't he? Looks like a grandma. <laughs> so he looks, he looks the same? <laughs> he does He does look like a grandma. Jesus Christ. Got some, got a full head of hair, though, still. He's, he's only 59. He's not, I thought he was in his 60s. He's 59, 59 years young. They're still out there. They're still producing music, too. Yeah, of course. I mean, what else is he going to do? Act? So look, uh, money's cleared the bank, and escrow is going fucking spiraling around. They've given mm-hmm. you the money to do your own sequel to Cry Wolf. How do you spend that hard-earned? That's a good question. San Bernardino Valley camera kind of comes in tight on a couple of bedroom house through the window, and there is a person at their desk. One take. An aerial shot goes right into the window, air, uh, settles behind the person, and it's a one-take, two-hour film. We've entered the residence of one Scott Wolf, and it's just him refreshing his email browser. Yeah. Waiting. Yeah, wait. <laughs> waiting. Scott Wolf married um, one of the cast members from an early real world, from real, from real world New Orleans. Did you know this? I didn't. Of course I don't. Just want to zoom in. Just want to zoom in <laughs> with some tasty, tasty zooms. Yeah. It's yeah. A, uh, one of the, I don't know her name, but. Do you remember when he was being positioned as the new Tom Cruise? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, he was on Party of Five. No, they said and... this this guy was the next Tom Cruise. That was the big sales pitch on him. He looked like Tom Cruise, I guess, a little bit. I mean, he was small and, and had a big smile and was middle American friendly. I remember him from Party of Five, which I didn't watch, and then I watched, and then the and Go. Those are really the only things I've seen him in. Was he in White Squall or no? Maybe not. I doubt it, yeah. What about you? Mine is, of course, it's the sequel's cry underscore underscore wolf. Okay. Um, get two underscores this time. And it's about a killer that's trying to right the wrongs of the universe and actually kill those kids. That's what that's what the, the he just he's got to end them because they are they should. It is disappointing when you realize they're not really dead. Right. Yes. Were you sad? Yeah. I actually went to their IMDb pages and was disappointed. The actors weren't dead. <laughs> There's a guy in this that's not a lot. He's not in it a lot. He's he's kind of this overweight. Yeah. I think his name is Ethan Cohen. Like he's that, not bad, but he looks like he's about forty in this. Yeah. Yeah. It, as one of the students, it looks like having Andy Richter as your high school classmate, which is which I, a dream for me. Anyway, yeah. So that's just it's just one of those movies that you he's like you gotta finish this up. I don't have any ideas. Like this movie could not get a sequel. No. I was thrilled that Lindy Booth got away at the end because I wasn't mad at her. I thought it was weird that. They try to sneak in the fact that, like Rushmore, and, and Rushmore made a actual. There was a reason for that, but like in this, remember her dad's the groundskeeper, and there's that oh, no between them at the end. Well, yeah, they, like they he was, he's they try to MacGuffin him or red herring him a bunch of times throughout the movie. Looks exactly like her. Look, money is crossed over seas of time, and you have a your own business related to Crywolf that you can finance. I've invested, I've taken all that money. I just built a commune. Serene, gentle music, wood chimes, very healthy food, all detoxifying, uh, you know, 
agents and fruits and all that kind of stuff. Anybody who's seen the movie can come and just get get it out. You know, just purge, get those, put their feet in a foot bath that the toxins come screaming out. Just repairs your entire body. You're there as long as it fucking takes. You know, I got a snake charmer. Got all sorts of weird shit. And you just go there. It's like I see. I saw Cry Wolf. Well, then your admission is is free. Get in here, and it's and they don't leave until they're just completely detoxins. I like it. It sounds detox the this movie out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It cleans you out. Okay, cleans you off. And just specifically this one. Yeah, this one only. Now you're gonna need to start that business for real, so you and I can go. Yeah. So I'm gonna buy a pool, and people are gonna pay me money to throw chunks of ice in the pool <laughs> and I'm not going to no, there's no danger. No one's going to be in the pool like in this movie, but I'm going to have um, dummy versions like blow up dummy versions of famous people in pools. So you got your Lindy Booth, for example, uh, you got your Huge, Jesse Bradford from swim fan. Hugely famous. You got, yeah. Those are only two pool things I can think of in movies. Is, is there any others? Uh, Ray Winston. Sexy beast, right. you know. Uh, you, Bill Murray from Rushmore. Matt, uh, you got Matt Dillon, or you got a, uh, you know, Wild Things, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Kyle McLaughlin and Showgirls. Yeah, was a hot, was that a hot tub though? I'm thinking about pools here. They're, they're right? in a pool. They're, the they're in somewhere. They're in a pool. They're in an actual pool. Yeah. There's a pool scene in Garden State. Natalie yeah. Portman, maybe. There's one in The Hustler. There's one in Bottle Rocket. Yep. With Inez, the, I don't know the name of the actress. The, Luke Wilson. There's definitely yeah. one in in uh, Itumama Tambien. And you know, I, I you throw the hustler, Paul Newman, get or you know, uh, color of money, Paul, Paul Newman, and Tom Cruise, that's throw them in there. That's, a, a, that's, a, that's a good idea. And then uh, Scott Wolf, just just because he lo- kind of looks like Cruise, throw him in there. I just get, and then you could just, and if you pay a certain amount of money, I'll throw them all in there at once. That's a great idea. Chunk, chuck hunks of ice from the, a balcony from the stands into the pool. Perfect. And you can go dummy, you can go dummyless. That, that's when you hear the water splash, it's yeah, fine. That hustler one's fucking solid. Um, all right, look. So you, uh, you're in the movie. Look, you've been inserted into the running time of Cry Wolf. About this. <laughs> Somehow I forgot about this one. So my character <laughs> in his fancy-ass office, whistling a happy tune, his day's going fantastic. Right. But uh the red phone starts to blink, and somebody over in, uh, in, in our Silicon Valley facility is like, uh-oh, uh-oh, got some chat logs. And then you, the camera pulls around and reveals me. I'm Steve Case. Oh yeah. Yeah, and uh, the chat logs are coming. They're, they're they're combing the chat logs, and they found this wolf intermission here. This wolf conversation. Oh. And they're like, Steve Case, I know that you're busy, like having your face on a bunch of mail mail DVDs, but we need you. And I've got to I've got to go out there and purge these chat logs. <laughs> I call my buddy Zuckerberg and I call Gates. I'm like, guy, we're the best, aren't we? Zuckerberg? Yeah. He's just a wee man in 2005. But you, how do you know about Zuckerberg? Because I'm Steve Case. I'm the, ba- I'm the best. My career is on a rocket. I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm talking to Jobs. I'm talking to Z- uh, Zuckerberg. I'm talking to Gates. Like, we're, we're all the same, dude. And then uh, maybe not, maybe things don't go so well for me. What about you? I'm the town barber. I'm on cloud nine. I'm walking tall. There's a spring in my stuff because I shaped Padalecki's hair and I, that is my master work. <laughs> and I am just like, I, I feel like I'm, you know, is it retirement time? Like, do I reap the benefits? Like, it's just, I have so many decisions ahead of me, but I just, I felt like I, 
I did everything that I'm capable of. And you see the results, right? And I'm just, I'm mean to people now. Like, I'm arrogant. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I don't have time. Like, people want to chit chat. I go, excuse me? Like, you got precious time here. And I hear, I, I'm like five miles away. And I hear that there's a, a huge slaughter on campus of all these young kids. And I run screaming to, and it hit the crime scene. Hit the, and I shake the cops. It's like, please tell me my. It's not Tommy. It's not Tommy, is it? Please tell me. And, um, yeah, it's fine. So that's that's me. Yeah, I'm the town barber. He went through two pairs of scissors trying to cut Dodgers up big ass head hair. <laughs> I didn't notice the shape of her skull. Yeah, it's 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 the it's super. Yeah, I mean, it's, how does the predator feel about it? Nick? Well, obviously, the predator would love to have that uh, on board. Uh, Ripley Ripley uh, would shit her pants. If she saw her. A little flashback, a little flash forward. It's all good. She, she's a very, uh, she's solid. You didn't ask my barber's name. What is it? Brant Fiffle. That's my character's name. Still like that hustler idea. All right, look, you're floating at sea on mm-hmm. an island all these many years, and you've been gathering debris for movies, and now it's your time to take something from Cry Wolf. What are you bringing? I'm, I'm taking the, the book that they unnecessarily focus on in this movie. What falls on the floor? No Exit and the Flies by John Paul Sartre. How do you say it? Yeah, that sounds good. They focus on it two or three times. And it, it falls. It, it ruins the almost makeout session in the library when it falls over. They knock it over. Mm-hmm. They, they certainly show it a lot. But I'd, I'd kick back against a coconut tree. Get depressed as hell. And just read that, you know, and just kind of like try to impress my neighbor. You know, you, oh. you look at binoculars looking at me and I'm, I'm educating myself. And, and then you, you look across and you say, I've taken a bunch of rocks and I've written on the sand across the beach, pretentious fuck. <laughs> and I got a bookmark on page between <laughs> page three and four. You're getting there though. Have you ever read any of that, that man, that, that philosopher? No, but I've seen his name referenced in a lot of horror and stuff like that where there's I don't think I've ever had the chance. I, I mean, I've had the chance. I don't think I've ever read it. He wrote that, and he also wrote, I think he he wrote the original um, story that inspired Goonies. <laughs> These two. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're thinking of Ringo George Parter. <laughs> Not familiar. Oh. What's the actress's name who plays Dodger? Lindy Booth. I've taken her entire inventory of hair off her body. I've got it. It's gonna leave. It's gonna leave it at that. Not, there's no follow-up. I've got the entire. I'm like every every single. You know, I got the entire stock of, of all the Get hair. It? Yeah, I want to see what our skull looks like exposed. But I just love that that crimson beauty that she's been carrying around. What was what were we were talking about a poem? Weren't we talking about a poem in a in an episode? Somebody wrote a poem about hair. <sighs> yeah, it was um, the Pumpkinhead poem that we they based the story of Pumpkinhead no, on. No, no, no. This is like ages ago. There was a poem. Oh, it was. I made up a poem about because we had found out that Bruce Springsteen, it wasn't a poem. Bruce Springsteen was going to, Stephen King wanted him to star in Maximum Overdrive. And I had pretended that he had written <laughs> some, I'm laughing at my own stuff, my, uh, you know, songs about Maximum Overdrive. Remember? I think that's what you're talking about. Okay. Auburn hair. <laughs> so I love it. I've got it in a, in a shoebox. And uh, I just swish, I swish it my hand around it every once in a while. And and unfortunately for her, it has been plucked right at the root, you know. Yeah. So there is no regrowth. 
She is. Oh, really? Yeah, she is THXing it out there for the rest of her days. Eyebrows, huh? I was sculpted into my box. Knee hair? Scooped it out, put it in. Toe knuckle hair? If she has it, I have it. If there's, there's, yeah, she, her body is uh, 100% a, a polished bald. She's welcome to come visit anytime she wants, but I just want, I like the idea of her being able to uh, kind of move through the air, kind of, you know, like lean and mean and kind of cut a nice figure through the shadows. Well, I mean, that helps her swim. That if, if she wants to be a swimmer, swimmers do that. They shave down. Yeah, they shave everything. Shove, they shave all over the world. Mm-hmm. And I've got it in a box, and I just kind of keep it. I'll swish my hand through it. Every once in a while, I will, uh, you know, very, you know, like at some point, the coup de gras with that is I'm going to get some Elmer's glue, and I'm going to put it on a, a, a wooden board and then throw that shit at that Elmer's glue, uh, you know, draw lips on the wall. But it, until until that yeah. day comes, I'm just going to, you know, I, I have a little box filled with cry wolf memorabilia that I'm just going to, you know, hold close and, 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 and love tight. I look through my binoculars at you and I'm like, oh, must be Tuesday. So 
dollar bills These dollar bills Dollar bills, dollar bills, dollar bills. I'm the last, know the reasons that strangers wanna come and be.